Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. We're coming at you post game two, recording this on a Wednesday e- or a Monday evening. Gosh, feels like a Wednesday already, PJ. It was What's Wednesday post game three. I guess. Well, Wednesday would be pre. Yeah. Well, I mean, it'll be what, post game. Game game three is Wednesday. Yeah. So if we were doing it on a Wednesday night. Yes. We'd be post game three, but we're uh, we're here to talk about games one and two and give uh, somewhat of a prediction or at least what we think the Cavs need to do to right the ship going to game three because they've gotten shellacked in games one and two just like last year, and uh, it's not looking great for the Cavs right now. So we uh, has it been like last year? It doesn't really feel like last year. I know it doesn't feel like last year, but I think um, I think I felt similar last year. I mean, they lost by. 20 plus points first two games last year but uh, it's just scary because of kevin durant i don't remember feeling this way at all and those were i still felt like Cavs had i i just i've seen a bunch of the comparisons between last year and this year like saying that kind of stuff uh it doesn't really feel like that the Cavs have gotten two old good old-fashioned ass whoopings handed to them on a silver plate by Mr. Kevin Durant. So, um, full disclosure, last year I was traveling in a car to meet up with you and some other friends in Chicago, so I was listening and not watching the game one. Uh, but it, you're right, it did, game one felt like it was a, it was there for the Cavs through three quarters, and they kind of lost at the end, where even though they were down by eight at halftime in game one, it didn't seem like the Cavs had much of a chance because the Warriors would extend their lead and then the Cavs just were giving up the easiest buckets that I've seen in a game that I can remember. I mean, Kevin Durant had more dunks in the first half of game one than he had had in any complete playoff game in his career. I mean, it's the Cavs were just making it too easy. And honestly, game two, uh, the Cavs hung with them longer, but in the end... KD, I mean, they they kept it within ten or so after three, and yeah. then it just got blown open in the fourth. Yeah, but to keep it within ten, they had to keep uh, you know they had the LeBron James triple double. Um, but yeah, and I a mean, good K Love game. But uh, but as far as like the competitive, like it was like to me at least, it kind of had a feel of like okay, the the. Two of them are neck and neck through one quarter. Like that's all the Cavs could really do to keep up with them. And then it was like in both games, and they were chasing uh, for the entire rest of the game. Game one was just pretty hopeless because they didn't want to pick up anyone on in transition, or um, and LeBron had like the most empty twenty-eight points of it I've ever seen him have, uh, and then. Game two, it was pretty clear. Like, it always is with, like, with LeBron, it's pretty, it's a pretty easy thing to tell, like, just how he comes out in games where you're like, all right, like, first ten minutes of this game, I was like, all right, LeBron's getting a triple-double tonight. Like, what else do we got? The rest of the Cavs team, and evidently, outside of Kevin Love, not a whole lot. I've, uh, I've, I've put out flyers. Yeah, so- I was passing out flyers today, um, hoping that someone was going to help me find the whereabouts of my boy Kyrie yeah so I wanted to I want to get your opinion on if you're giving is should we be giving the Warriors more credit or should this 
a lot of blame be put on the Cavs and the way that they've defended them and the way they've just played in general because like I I can't knock KD or Steph having monster game games one and two just because the Cavs play bad defense like do I think the Cavs are I do I think the Cavs could be doing more do I think that they're not doing a great job at making things hard on those guys yeah I mean I think that that plays into it but the Warriors are I mean KD especially has looked incredible in games one and two just huge numbers and crazy efficient um I mean, I would say game one, I would blame the Cavs because they did not come out with the effort I was hoping they would, and they just did not look like they even belonged on the same court as the Warriors. Um, So I do blame them for just, like, not really, in my opinion, not looking like they were ready for the moment uh, and and basically giving away one, one of their their four shot like you know they can only really they can only fuck up three times here um so just letting one of those opportunities just giving that game up essentially that's bad uh game two is more of what i was hoping for and what i thought was gonna be like a baseline for how the Cavs were gonna play and then just like see what the warriors brought um and there's yeah i mean as far as just like an Looking at that, you know, there's not much more LeBron can do. I mean, he was pretty phenomenal in that game. Um, and I said, you know, when we did the preview uh, of this series, I was I was setting the bar at greatness, and um, I'm now seeing that maybe even just LeBron at his greatest might not be able to do much against this team because. They forced a lot of turnovers against the Warriors last night. <laughs> yeah, they did. Um, and over 20 turnovers, and LeBron had a triple double. Kevin Love had over was the end of 22 or um, 21, 22 um, points. He 27. But 27. Okay. Um, but uh, everything else on the Cavs, like. I guess the couple issues with the Cavs, if you're looking at it as one, the role players on their team have all been negatives. I mean, outside of Tristan came back, looked. I thought Tristan had a nice game uh, yesterday, for the most part. He was he was aggressive. He was getting boards. Um, he played terrible in game. I don't one. know, Peach. He had four rebounds in 21 minutes. He had more than I, four. Are no. You, he had four rebounds in the entire game. Yeah, he had four rebounds. Mm. He had eight and four. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the box score right now. Tristan, what happened? See, and this is why to you know it we, felt like he was doing a lot more than that. I, and I I hear you, but I not numbers don't lie. And Tristan Thompson, Tristan Thompson. He, he did a good. He did a. He did a good job being more aggressive on offense when he was in there because what they did in game one is that when he would get it at the elbow, they would just sag off of him, and because they knew he was going to try to dish it out, and he at least kept him honest by, you know, he go up with the floater and he made it two of those and crashing crashing the boards a little bit better on the offensive end, but what he gave them last year. He has not been able to replicate this year, and a lot of that has to do with 
Kevin Durant is a really good rebounder. I mean, he he's a huge body. He's longer than Tristan Thompson, so Tristan Thompson is having a tough time against two guys that can really rebound the basketball. And like when when Tristan Thompson's playing, a lot of the time they have JaVale or uh, Zaza in there, who you know those guys aren't are far from the best players for the Warriors, but their one strength is rebounding. Then you have Dre and KD in there too, and it's like tough to get an offensive rebound with those three guys in there and then whenever and then as soon as the Warriors go small then Tristan Thompson hasn't been playing and I don't even I don't if Tristan Thompson sees more than 20 minutes in a game the rest of the series I'd be surprised I think they're just going to move on from him I don't think they could play him who else are they going to play like they I don't know about that I I mean I think they got to try to find a way to get him to make an impact I mean I just don't who else on that team like there's nothing else that, outside of, yeah, you just have LeBron play. I mean, I don't know. I Yeah, looking at that, I felt like he was involved a lot more on the boards and, and getting some extra second chance opportunities. I mean, it may have been some tips and some deflections and stuff, but shoot. They were, they were still minus 18 with Tristan on the floor in 21 minutes. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, it wasn't. It was still, yeah. So I see where you're coming from, but but kind of going back to Kyrie, though, I mean, ultimately we said going into this series, if Steph outplays Kyrie, the Cavs can't win. And Steph has greatly outplayed him up to this point. Steph's almost averaging a triple-double through two games. He's turned the ball, he, had a, he turned the ball over a lot uh, in game two, but it doesn't really matter if you're still able to put up 32 and 11 and plus nine rebounds. I mean, the guy is just making he, – he's he's had a couple rebounds in traffic that you would never have seen last year. I don't know if it's a health thing. I don't know if it's in, like, Steph being healthier. I don't know if it's the Cavs just being tired because they're having to play a lot bigger minutes. I mean, they were have, they're having to play LeBron at the five a ton. How is so LeBron a minus 11? It's crazy. I don't know. But I mean, he played almost. He played every you know thirty nine minutes, and they lost by nineteen. They didn't get outscored by nineteen when he was out. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna have to. I think he has to play. I mean, we'll we'll talk about. He would have. He would have played. He would have played more last night had it been a closer game down the stretch. Yeah, he's got. He's gonna have to play probably forty five, forty six minutes. The rest of the series, you know, for them to win win these games uh because yeah that's uh that's a no good i uh wow yeah i mean Kyrie's Kyrie's whole deal is just like i mean he was he was involved somewhat in in game one uh but yeah yesterday was frustrating it was um there was a couple times where he just i mean they just had him hanging out in the corner it just was I don't know if it, I, I mean, I think some of the emphasis was having LeBron drive, you know, just attack them and, and, and drive to the basket and, and just see what could happen there. But um, there were other moments where, you know, LeBron's going, especially at the end of the second quarter. It's about three minutes or so left in that game, and you saw LeBron definitely, he was, legs were tired, and it was kind of like, okay, this would be an opportune time, Kyrie, for you to grab the ball, get a couple buckets create some plays and you know 
let LeBron rest on offense for a few possessions, and it just didn't happen. He, like, I mean, the only play I, I really saw it was it, um, when, when and it was this was in the second half, but when he got on, uh, was Ian Clark or McCraw? On it? I think it was Ian Clark, and he just like was extremely aggressive and just went at him. But it's like you've got to do that with, with Steph too. And uh, the other thing, I mean, with with Kyrie is, you know, like notice there was a couple times where he made some nice moves and, and KD was right there, like to block it. I mean, KD was always kind of on that side, so. Um, I think that that's an adjustment that Cleveland have to make to see if maybe they can get him on the opposite side because Katie was Katie was ready for some of those those Kyrie moves. Um, yeah, Kyrie just really seems like he's he is uh, he's doing a good job of beating his first man and getting in the lane. But then the Warriors are so long, and their health defense has been so good that uh, usually where he's been able to kind of split the defense, and he's just one of the best finishers in the game. All he has to do is get a sliver of room, and he can find an angle and, and put the put it in the basket. He's just not able to get there. Like they're 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 switching over to him, and then he. I don't think he's doing a very good job of looking for open guys on the perimeter when he's driving like that. And half of it is that he's his hand his handles haven't been good in games one and two. Like he's losing it in the lane a little bit. Like on half of his drives, it's getting a hit, and he's losing it a little bit. And then he's having to backtrack, regain or like kind of restart his drive from the top of the key. And then you know he like last night, I think what really screwed him up is he tried to turn take a turnaround J like at the elbow, and Durant helped off LeBron and blocked it. And then it seemed like he was a little hesitant for the rest of the first half after that. And so he's just like, the, clearly the Warriors' length is bothering him. Clay, to, Clay's, uh, to Clay Thompson's benefit, like he deserves a ton of credit for what he's done on Kyrie. I haven't seen anyone defend Kyrie this well, uh, I don't think ever. I mean, he's just, it seems like even though he knows he just doesn't have it mentally right now, like he's, he played pretty well offensively last night, but this series the these playoffs he hasn't been great and he's just locking down on Kyrie and doing a pretty good job of it uh but Kyrie's got to know like if if he doesn't get his 30 and they're going to need him to win a game if they want to win the finals so uh they got to do something to get him going whether it be getting him an easy three-pointer three-point looks at the beginning of the game get his confidence back up like Kate Love came out super aggressive in game two help the Cavs but they need to they need to jump on the Golden State early and hold on to that lead in my opinion if they're going to try to get wins against that team because playing from behind against them just isn't going to work in their favor since they have to play LeBron such heavy minutes just tend to get tired in the second half yeah and I mean I think I mean a lot of it I think does fall like on Kyrie I think we were both looking at this, and I mean, I was definitely just thinking that he was going to have much more of an impact at, to this point. Um, but it's also like, yeah, all, every all the role players not for the Cavs have just been god awful. Um, 
J.R. Smith has not <laughs> not been good one bit. Uh, Richard Jefferson, him and Richard Jefferson just had like the some of the worst defensive sequences in game one, um, and, and <laughs> didn't really do much in, in game two either. It's like, and um, Darren Williams should not be on the floor anymore. Um, no, he's been I think bad. he needs to go bye bye for the rest of the series. I mean. Yeah, I just I don't know where the Cavs go. Um, I think the yeah, I mean it's gonna take these next couple of days. Like Tyloo and, and LeBron gotta go in a, go in the lab here and, and try to figure out an out of some kind because it's it's looking bleak. I'm pretty pretty shook by this. I uh, you know. It's, than a week ago, we were saying, you know, I was thinking seven. I now think it, uh, I think the Cavs are going to be lucky if it goes five. Damn, you're losing um, hope already. Um, I'm very much so, like, I mean, when it comes to, so, I mean, if you think about it, the one, like, NBA thing of just, you know, role players playing better at home, so, I mean, that's an advantage of the Cavs. I do think the Cavs can win tomorrow. I think, like, obviously, like, that's, They've got like there's, um, and there's a lot that you can make a lot of arguments why they they can and would win tomorrow, um, and that's one of them. Just the how role players traditionally in the NBA play at home, but uh, I don't. Yeah, it the the first two games were just straight ass whoopings. Uh, it was it was just like a uh, no matter what the Cavs did, even in the moments where they were making runs. I mean, both games they just got tidal waves of and now and you know with Clay shooting and, and playing out he did in game two. Like if that's you're gonna get KD, Steph, and, and Clay making the shots they were making. Uh, yeah, there's nothing that Cleveland can do. I, I mean, even Kawhi, or Kyrie plays up to our expectations. It's tough because, yeah, I mean, I was expecting the LeBron. I, I was expecting to see the LeBron triple-double game, like, have a little bit more of an impact, especially with – and you take that with the turnovers, and it just – it's like un, unfazed them. Didn't even make a dent. Um, it, was, it was pretty wild to just, like – it was like the Cavs were making shots, especially in the first half, and they were still – you know, they ended up – they were down by eight or whatever. It's like, holy crap, like – I don't know. I, I, it just—I'm not sure what extra, extra move or extra play they have, unless you know you catch catch Golden State on a bad shooting night. Um. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little sell as to why I think why it's not over for the Cavs first. I don't think you can really call a series four against another team until a road team wins. Like the series is let's start let's too. yeah let's see let's see what happens in game three and before we make any judgments. But in 2016, where the Warriors started out two zero, they outscored the Cavs by 48 in the first two games. This year, they outscored them by 41. <laughs> so I know that it's an ass kicking, and I know you said it didn't feel like last year you felt like this, but they got their ass kicked worse last year. Any way you uh, want to spin it, it, it may not have like that. It may not have looked that bad, but it 
It was, it was bad. You didn't have Kevin Durant. Like, I mean, it's like, yes, I know, PJ, but just let me finish here. Last uh, year, last year, J.R. Smith had eight total points in the first two games. This year, he has three points in the first two games. In game three, JR put up 20, and then these are his splits yeah. for the rest of the time 10, 10, 14, 12. And you remember in the finals, even though he finished 5 of 13, or game seven, even though he finished 5 of 13 shooting, he sparked the Cavs rally in the yeah. second half that ultimately caused, got them to win. So I think that he's the guy. Like, there's a lot of talk about how, even though Shumpert has been terrible defense or on offense, he's defended KD well. He played they, well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, like I liked, I liked what he did defensively yesterday. But yeah. nonetheless, he's you're playing four and five on the other end with him. I think that if you can get Jr. Jr. going offensively, I think he plays better defensively when he gets going. It's like he locks in. It seems like in game one and game two, he's just been. He's not getting looks at the beginning. He's not seeing the ball go through the hoop. He's getting discouraged. It's translating to the defensive end, and it's killing him. So. My prediction and what I kind of see happening in Game 3, I think the Cavs are going to win Game 3. Yeah. I'm not going to make any predictions outside of that because, you know, we got to see what they look like in Game 3. Um, and they have gotten their ass kicked in Games 1 and Game 2. But I, I'm not discouraged yet because I think LeBron's going to be going to be rested. I think role players will play better in Cleveland. And, let, yeah. and let's see what happens. I mean, no, yeah. I mean, the JR stuff. Yeah, I mean, that feeds into the role play. I mean, I think them putting Iman in the starting lineup, having Jer kind of be that secondary scoring makes sense, and I think that's the the move that they're going to make and they should make. Because, um, yeah, I think Iman, there were a couple of really nice stretches where he did take KD, and, and that was, um, you know, help, helps take some of the burden off LeBron's workload. But, yeah, the whole... It's this is where we were at last year thing. It's just it's you didn't have Kevin Durant last year. They had a banged up Steph Curry. You know this year you look at Game One. They put up those numbers and, and Steph and, and Draymond played had did not play well. Um, I just yeah when you have Steph and, and KD though just the two games they've both put together to start this like it's just it's not the same. It's like it really, I I don't I don't buy the argument that it's, it's the same. It's like I I can specifically remember a few moments of last year where it's like oh you know if these things had switched you know it's a different game for the Cavs. Like I can I cannot pinpoint any moments any segments in these first two games where I said oh you know if the Cavs just correct this. They'll be they they would have they could have won this you know they could have won one of these two games like these were complete dominating performances and like if you go back to those other two from last year like the Cavs and them were in it like it was it they were they were neck and neck for a majority of the game and then the wheels just kind of came off on the Cavs at points like the Cavs have been chasing the Warriors this series so far like there has been nothing. At no point have the Cavs controlled the game. They played two different styles. You know, last night they're running up and down. They tried to, you know, run with the Warriors, and and I don't know if I really agreed with that. Uh, I think the one advantage they had to speeding it up is that they let the Warriors do that, and I think that 
that kind of extra pace is is what caused the Warriors to, to have so many turnovers, but um PJ, you've got a little case of recency bias right now, man. Recency like if you look I, back Yeah, if you a, look, a look back at game two Yeah, but look back if you look at oh. games one and two last year, game one, I agree with you. Game one, it seemed like the Cavs were in it. Game two, the Cavs lost by thirty three points, Draymond at twenty eight. In game one, the only reason that the Warriors were even in the position they were is because they had a monster game out of Sean Livingston. He had twenty points in twenty seven minutes. So like they if if the Warriors get that kind of production off their bench now, it's game over. No question. But to say that the like the Cavs got their ass kicked worse in game two last year than they've lost to the Warriors yet. But they, like, but they didn't. Like it's like, there is no way anyone I, I do not believe it that anyone last year was just like this is over, like without a doubt. Like there were there were definite moments in those those that series last year where it was like they just need to make these adjustments. You know, there is there are key moments where you even just like pinpoint on LeBron. It's like, oh, you know, if LeBron does this or that, LeBron did everything he possibly could. I thought yesterday as far as having all all around game and trying to score, defend, and get his teammates involved. And like, there's just nothing now. I mean. Yeah, you can make the very easy argument. Cavs start making shots, like they start having some role players show up. Yeah, I, I, I'm all in on that, but it's just I, I don't really see anything that the the Cavs that have put out there that was like, oh, you know, this could work. There's just there's been no moments in this series yet where I've seen, oh, if they could just do more of that or, or just less of this it's just across the board they just need to do so many things and change so much well and i just don't think you can make that many adjustments in one series well i think that there's one big adjustment that they can make that will help and i'm going to get to it in a second but before the reason why i disagree with you on this is because if you look at game like if you look after game two last year I don't think anyone would have said that the Cavs had a chance. They got their ass kicked in games one and game two. It was because they came back in game three and won by thirty that people said that they had a shot. They would like if you tell me if on game three on Wednesday if the Cavs come back and win by thirty, you're not gonna feel a little rejuvenated and say that they have a shot in the series. No, you th- they if they come back and win by thirty on Wednesday, you're gonna be excited. NBA fans are gonna be excited yeah. and they're gonna think the Cavs have a chance. I'm hoping they win by a point. I'm not even thinking about third like there's but yeah no but you do that team didn't have kevin durant that team didn't have kevin durant this team does like that is huge like i don't i i cannot minimize his impact that he's clearly showing on everything they've done he is literally in these first two games erased every advantage the Cavs had against the Warriors last year. Like, the things the Warriors, the Cavs were able to do against the Warriors last year, Katie has taken away all of that. You were talking about Tristan. If he's, if that's, you know, that could be true. He's taking away that. He's yep. fucking with Kyrie's shot. Like, he is, his presence on that court is, to this point, been extremely daunting. Like, he will be the MVP at this rate. 
of this well, we year. also another thing that we haven't talked about is that he i mean that lebron has to guard him and that is that's killing lebron on the other side because even though like i agree lebron was great in game two his i mean he had a couple turnovers but when you have the ball as much as he does that you expect that had a triple double great vision super aggressive in the first half but there's no question that his his I don't want to say lack of production, but his decrease in production in the second half had to do with fatigue, and a lot of that fatigue is coming from having to guard KD all game. And it's not his fault. Like The guy, we view him as kind of a Superman, but he can only do so yeah, much. I mean, And honestly, KD, KD is a better scorer than LeBron is. Like He's longer. Yeah. He has more range. He can score from anywhere. And like, Katie blocked LeBron once or twice last night. I mean, he's great on the defensive end, too. He's making LeBron work harder on that end as well. Yeah, I mean, the other the other aspect of this, too, is you look at the, the shots that both teams are putting up. Like, the Warriors are getting more looks. They're getting more shots. I, it's, I just, yeah, I mean, I understand I understand the, the case you're making as far as we have to see what the Cavs look like at home. But them going back home last year and and how they played in those first two games, I, I, I still think there were there were components of that series last year where they could build upon. Like there has been nothing outside of okay, LeBron we keep letting LeBron get a triple double and we try to figure out how to work around that. Like that's your baseline right now as far as an effective plan and I just don't think he's gonna be able to do that every every game but like I just don't understand from the Cavs perspective from the the guys that are on that team it's like everyone that was sitting at home yesterday five minutes in that game you're like oh we're gonna get that that full-on LeBron package tonight like we've that's what we're he's signed up for like we're getting that and the, the idea that just no one on that team would even come close to running with him. I mean, Katie, or Kevin Love made a lot of shots, but his overall impact wasn't, like, he wasn't running. He wasn't like, all right, let's go, LeBron. Like, I'm going with you. He just, he hit the shots that a lot of them were ones that LeBron got him. You know, that LeBron was creating off of what he was doing. And that's, yeah, just where I, I look back at, Kyrie and it's like man like there were there were very there were a few moments in that where I was like all right Kyrie this is it like time to take over for a few minutes here like I need four minutes out of you um and it just it wasn't it wasn't there there was especially there was you know late in the third even in the beginning of the fourth like when there was a couple of times when they took LeBron out even and it was like okay the ball is yours, and like Iman Shumpert's running up the court with the ball. You know, Ky- Kyrie's just not wasn't enforcing it as well. Just like I don't know, and I don't know what what can cause that. I mean, if he comes out, and, and that's probably for me, honestly, like that's where I'm gonna I would change back to being go back to the the Kool Aid and, and drinking it the Angry Orchard Cavs Kool-Aid is like I need to see Kyrie be Kyrie 
and just think he's better than Steph, being aggressive and attacking and just um, making them actually consider. Like he just took himself out of out of the offense and so many possessions in that game yesterday, and I, I just can't get that out of my head. And we they need him. Otherwise, it's just yeah that you've you've seen what the two in two games without him really being the second playmaker. Yep, they he's the number one factor in getting the Cavs back in this series. He needs to take it to Steph. Like make Steph work on defense. He's not making yeah, Steph work on defense. I mean, I like if I'm the Cavs. I mean, in his defense, he's Clay's matching up with him most of the time. But like. The Warriors are setting screens for Steph and getting the matchups they want. Do the same with Kyrie. Get him switched on to KD and make KD work on you. Get Steph switched on you and make him work. Like, and part of this ha- comes back to Jr. Like, J- J- Steph can go hide on Jr. because Jr. isn't doing anything on the offensive end. Sure, he can just rest over there. If Jr. can hit a three or two at the beginning, and they're making, if they make Clay switch to him when they set screens for Kyrie. Get that matchup with Steph and Kyrie. That's what you want. Like, that's where if you get Kyrie to get a bucket or two there, his confidence is going to go up. Like, that could change the series. They need to get him going in game three. But another thing I want to talk about, and I texted you uh, yesterday, is I don't understand the pace. I don't understand the pace for the Cavs. They are going so fast in in games one and games two. And going into the series – I think all of us would have guessed that they're going to slow it down. Like, let's play in the half court. Our defense is better suited for the half court. We can play it. Like, the minutes are going to be less harsh on LeBron if we're playing in the half court. But, no, like, they've – like, you see the outlet passes. K-Love K- is grabbing the ball as soon as it gets out from underneath the basket, and LeBron's at half court. Like, I, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be trying to get good looks early in the shot clock. I think you can take advantage of those kinds of things. But – as soon as you're starting to turn the ball over that way, and in game one they were turning the ball over like crazy, like slow it down. And you're yeah. you're getting the Warriors so many looks, and I think it plays into, like, you can kind of set your defense on KD and Steph a little bit more, but if those two guys get in transition, pff, game over. Especially in Oracle, like you get a couple transition threes, get the crowd into it. I don't, I don't understand why they did that. Like they did, and they really, they just doubled down on it in game two. Yeah, I, I mean, understand I, it. I think their pace. Yeah, I mean, their pace was definitely up in game two. And I, yeah, I do kind of think maybe they were trying to get the Warriors to play faster. And I, I mean, I do think it caused some turnovers. The the Warriors just kind of play a little too fast. There was just some some bad balls and just like they were a little bit out of control at points. That's the one thing with the Warriors. Like, you can get them. It can be a is oftentimes it's a controlled chaos with them, but it's like if you get them playing just a little bit too fast, they make some real bad plays and and you know shoot themselves in the foot with some turnovers. Uh, I mean, and I, and the Cavs all year have, have played at a, a higher pace, so it seems weird that. I mean, I think it's tough to think that they can just slow it down and just play a, a completely different style. Um, I, they have to find a happy median of that, but um, at the same time, too, like the idea of the Warriors in a half court offense and being able to get set is uh, isn't very encouraging either. Like you're talking about the transition threes and all that. Um, I'm just. I think it makes yeah. a lot more sense for that team than trying to 
run with them and them getting easy looks in transition. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the advantage you can get, and I think this falls on, on Steph more than anything, it's like you can get in the half court and you get Steph in those modes where he's just kind of going ISO. Um, like the, the one-on-one he had with LeBron. Uh, shout out to his double dribble that we all saw this morning uh, <laughs> throughout the day that he kind of double dribbled on that. Uh, Fred Fred got woke on that, told everyone about it, and he was laughed at. It's an epidemic. The carrying epidemic is, is the NBA is real. Uh, but I think double Steph, dribble, right? Yeah, double dribble. I know. But Carry, double dribble. It's but all the same. same. same can't idea. defend it. LeBron can. Who can? Um, but no, like I think though. Steph can at points kind of get this tunnel vision where he's just going to try to take people one-on-one and he forgets about everyone else. Um, and I'm, like, down to, to try that some more with him. Like, I'm down to let him be that. And you could say the same thing about Kevin Durant, but I don't really want Kevin Durant having the ball in his hand. Like, I just, if anything, if, if you're the Cavs in the game three, it's like, find a way to make sure Kevin Durant doesn't touch the ball because nothing good has happened to you when he's had the ball. He is just running an absolute freaking clinic. Yeah, and uh, the other thing that hasn't helped the ca- the Cavs is it's killing them at the end of quarters. Durant is making everything. I mean, every whenever the Cavs are cutting it to five, eight points at the end of a quarter, KD hits a big three. KD hits a, you know, the, the shot he hit last night, he missed a shot with like seven seconds left, and then got his own rebound and immediately hit a mid-range jumper and it's like that just kills you and you can't get stops like that and the Cavs are just begging for him to have an off game and be able to take advantage of it and it doesn't look like it's going to happen because Katie's been uh a monster this insane year. insane he is yeah I forgot I mean, you just you for, you kind of forgot about him with him getting hurt and him being uh, on a team with so many other superstars but it's just easy. It's just so easy for him right now. Yeah. I mean, he is playing so freaking well. It is, um, it is daunting. And it's, I, 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 if, if he's not on this team, yeah, I think there's a lot of things you're making the case for. I'm all in. I'm buying in all of that. But I also think, him not being on the court, like I, I think the Cavs may have been able to win yesterday. Uh, but everything that he is doing, everything that this team allows him to do, um, we haven't really talked about his rim protecting either. I mean, guy's been just a presence in on both ends. Uh, they, you know, they were playing him at center at points, and I was like, he's doing a damn good job of it too. Um, I, I, I'm, yeah, pretty just floored by it because it's, it's one of the most impressive things I've seen, uh, and, and your little, you know, calling out of, of Steph being a choke artist, like, I think Katie has helped Steph be able to, you know, raise his, his game to, to what we, we were kind of hoping for the first two finals, um, yeah, I mean, I think the, the impact that Kevin Durant signing with this team and just like seeing it on this stage is uh it's undeniable it's it's absolutely 
insane. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I give I give Steph credit for what he's done in game one and game two because he's taken like he hasn't been he hasn't even had the chance to like just show what he has in the fourth quarter of a close game yet. But he's taking control early. Like last night, he he wasn't his best from the field. He just like pretty pedestrian game. He was he had a couple pull up threes, but overall was like two of seven or three of eight. But the guy got to the line like 12 or 14 times. And he's dishing out assists. He's making good decisions. He had some turnovers. But, I mean, he like I said earlier, he's almost averaging 30 in a triple-double. Um, and when you have KD and other guys that are shooting well, like Draymond shot the ball pretty well last night, it's, uh, it's giving him so much flexibility to work. Um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Katie's gotta Katie's gotta find a way to fight through those screens and make things harder on him because whenever he's switching and being able to, uh, whenever he's able to switch or whenever other guys are getting switched on to him, he's just doing whatever he wants, uh, including just getting in the lane and kicking it out to Iggy or Katie or Clay or whoever. And so, props, to Steph. He's been good, mm-hmm. but. Let's talk about Game Three a little bit. Uh, I know we just t- touched on like I'd like to see the Cavs throw, uh, slow it down. Um, I think it would give them a better chance to win. I don't think they're going to. I think Ty Luce sees something that he thinks they could take advantage of. Uh, maybe he thinks that by you know through this series that they're a team that they could wear down by running like that, and he just thinks LeBron is is capable of running like that, and he won't get tired. So I think that it's still going to be a, I think it's going to be a high scoring game three, but I think I think Kyrie shows up. Like I'm not giving up on Kyrie yet. I think he's going to have a good game. If K Love can have a typical K Love game and LeBron does his thing, I really like their chances, especially if uh, especially if you can get Jr. going a little bit, and then you get some guys off the bench like Kyle Korver. Like you were you were better in game two than game one, but come on, man. Like you're. They brought you there for a reason. That's to be a knockdown three three point shooter. We need, they really need like a four of seven from three game, and you just, to, you know, be a strike of lightning off the bench. But uh, I like the Cavs. Yeah, I think the Cavs. I mean, obviously, I think this has if they're gonna win a game in the series and start this, it has to be tomorrow tomorrow night. No. <laughs> no, no uh, crazy, crazy thought there, thought process there. But um, yeah, I think it has to be the bench. I think it has to be the role players, and yeah, I think it has to be Kyrie. Um, I think LeBron will probably have a similar. It's just like yeah, basically. I mean, the, the beauty about having LeBron is that he can fit and do so many th- things. It's just like mainly the Cavs have to figure out how they can get Kyrie going, how they can get these role players going, and LeBron will fill in the gaps, but uh, what that game plan is, uh, honestly, I think for, for game six, for game three, the other, the other thing for the Cavs is I think they have to play less people. I just don't, um, I'm not buying the, the extended bench. I think it's, you almost have to go with you're, you you got to find seven that can go and, and just rotate through that um, and just see what you can do. And, and uh, you know, the one moment, that, the, other, the couple moments, I think, in, in the series where I've been disappointed even um, 
as well on the Cavs, where I think they've had moments to strike is when they've, you know, in game one, they take Kyrie, or they take uh, Curry and, and KD out at the same time, and Cavs aren't able to do anything against the uh, second unit of the Warriors. So I think, you know, when that second unit for the Warriors d- does come on, like, you have to pound. So you have to get a lead while that second unit's in. Um, but outside of that, yeah, I mean, I, I like the, the one thing they, they did do um, as far as kind of disrupting the Warriors, I think, too, is going at Draymond, getting Draymond in foul trouble. Um, but there was some moments where it was like Steve Kerr let Draymond stay out there, and I was, you know, just really wishing they would just go at him. You know, try to get make him pick up another foul. There, you know, he was out there with three in the second. It was just too long of you know stretches where they just didn't go at him, right? And try to get him to draw fourth. Well, um, it should be interesting, man. I think that they do got to try to get KD in foul trouble in game three. I think they'll try to do that in every game from KD? here on out. Yeah. I, I yeah. think they're going to try to get him in, in foul trouble. I think you've – LeBron is usually really aggressive in, in the first half. He has been in the first two games. KD has just been really smart about picking yeah. and choosing when he wants to really contest his shots. But I see them going hard at him, maybe try – if they're playing Tristan, try to get KD switched on him in the post and maybe try to get him to foul Tristan in the post. We'll see. Uh, but I, I did want to talk a little bit because you and I are going to be watching game four in Boston – I'm, little, I'm afraid we're going to get a lot of Cavs hate and a lot of bandwagoning, bandwagoning Warriors fans. Bandwhacking. Bandwhacking Warriors fans. Uh, so we're going to have to watch ourselves and not talk, give LeBron too much love, I think, well, when we're watching it there. Well, if it's 2-1 Cleveland, or if it's, yeah, the series is 2-1, I'll, yeah, well, I'll be on, on high alert. If it's 3-0, I'm going to be very quiet and watch. I think that's probably a good uh, a good mentality. But uh, we'll uh, hopefully, you know, we'll have to do another podcast. Probably won't be able to do another one until after game four. Um, but uh, go Cavs, man. I hope they can pull it off here, make it a close series. Yeah. Um, there's a lot. They've uh, they've definitely you're not feeling put great. themselves in quite though. I not nope. I'm I'm pretty pretty shook by it. I yeah. I think this is a five. People were saying, and I was just like, I people were saying it was gonna be a five game series, and I just thought that was a real you know unfortunate knock against the against LeBron. But in truth, it's just the Warriors are that that good. They're just so fucking good. I yeah. They are the, and if they somehow sweep the Cavs and do not lose a game in the playoffs, like, yeah, they're uh, that might be the you know top three greatest teams ever. Well, let's not let's not crown them champs just yet. All right, let's uh, let's root on the Cavs. Uh, all right. We'll be talking about this more, and hopefully, we're talking about Game Five the next time we do a pod. But as always, thank you everyone for listening. Check us out at thepointforwardnba.com or on Twitter at thepointforward. And please leave us a review on Stitcher and iTunes. We appreciate appreciate everyone listening. But uh, we'll uh, bring you guys another podcast soon. And thank you.